Welcome to Clone Dance Party, Season 2, Episode 3, Mingling Its Own Nature With It. Uh, this episode, we meet somebody from Sarah's past. Sarah, Fee, and Kira go camping. Allison breaks a leg. Kasima sees her future. Helena ties in the knot. And DeAngelis is here, sadly. Ugh. So let's get started. I'm Liz. I'm Janice. I'm Lynette. And I'm Shane. Hi, Shane. Welcome back. Hi, Shane. Hello. We're excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. So tell us how you got into Orphan Black, my friend. Basically, a couple of months ago, Bob was telling me about the great podcast you guys do, and I really should be watching Orphan Black. Tried the first episode, fell in love, fell in love with it immediately. Then I listened to the first episode of the podcast, and it was literally watched one episode a night, listen to the podcast the following day and I repeated that for about two weeks until I was caught up. Yeah, I was getting we I was getting daily emails about that, I believe. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, well we're really glad to have you. And so are you only caught up with the show? Are you still a newbie or did you watch ahead? No, I'm I haven't uh, watched ahead at all. I've been I'm a complete newbie on this. So tell it tell us what you think. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. And what did you think of this week's episode? Just a oh, brief overview. Oh, it was it was great. I mean, the cliffhanger at the end. Yeah. It was one of those things, I've got, I want to watch the episode, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, as soon as we're done here, you have to go to bed, but you can yes. watch it tomorrow. <laughs> yes, I definitely will do. All right, Lynette, what did you think? Oh, my gosh. Well, it was great. Uh, there were some parts that I thought that they kind of lost me, but we'll talk about that later. But, okay. Uh, Shane, I was going to ask you, are you still doing your podcast? Uh, yeah, I'm still doing the Prisoner podcast. Yay. Uh, we, uh, we recorded the uh, episode number seven, I believe, it's, yeah, seven, uh, last night. And, yeah, still mm-hmm. going well. And what's the name of it and what's the website and everything? It's In the Village, a Prisoner intro cast. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, and you can f- or now you can f- find us on Twitter as well. Ooh-hoo-hoo, look at you being fancy. <laughs> we find, I find, we finally, I've finally dragged our podcast into the 21st century. Hooray! <laughs> I, ma- I, made, well, I made a joke um, last time around that we might be joining MySpace soon. Yeah, I that's really big. Yeah, that's really hot stuff. All right, so let's get into it. Okay, well, what do we touch on first? Why, D'Angelo? Oh, my God. Oh, oh God, no, no. Oh, let's get her over with. Oh, why does she think she can even try to act like she's uh, upper middle class or whatever? I don't know, suburban, because she so couldn't fly with it. Well, if she had just been, like, more casual about it, I don't think it would have been such a big deal. But her whole, like, can I borrow your phone to talk to my husband? Yeah, Laura, it's me. Is he around? Screw off. Who are you talking to? Who knows who she was talking to? It just sounded so stupid. No wonder, Allison. It sounded so fake. I know it. 
Like, no wonder Allison was like, I have another bonnet! <laughs> yeah, I got it. Oh, just so bad. I was super proud of Allison for being like, I know who you are. I know. It's like, boy. Back up. Back up. Could you like, I was, I was super proud of her for that. Yeah, she did really good. Usually I don't condone violence against women, but I just want to punch her in the face. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's not right. Art kind of wants to punch her in the face right now, too. Oh, well, she's all bold and stuff, wasn't she, like invading his space? And how dare her? How dare her bring up Beth? Oh, I know. That was just a low blow. How dare you? I know it. Now you've lost. Even though, even though I don't believe that Beth is dead, I know, still. I know it. How dare you say her name? Like, I was just so offended. I know it. Now you lost two partners. Whatever. You weren't his, yeah, you weren't even his partner. <laughs> don't even put yourself there. Oh, my You're gosh. You just a wannabe. Well, yeah. Anyway, it must be hard for that actress to play such a bitch. It's easier playing a bitch. Is it really? I've yeah. heard, like, every interview I've had with actresses, and they're like, how is it playing this evil, horrible character? Oh, my God, it is so much fun. Yeah, so I expect she has a lot of fun with that character. If I may go on a, te- a slight tangent here. Of course. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge uh, wrestling fan. Right. And the fr- the friendliest people that you ever look to meet are always playing the bad guy. Yes. Wow, really? Because, they, you know, they, they can just go out there and have fun. They don't have to pretend to be nice. So right. when they get backstage, they just hang loose. So, Janice, what did you think of D'Angelo's? Uh, D'Angelo's doesn't really bother me, but when she comes on, I just know that, that you know, Liz is like... <laughs> <laughs> Freaking out, so that that you know, I I kind of it gives me a warm feeling because I. <laughs> it gives you a warm feeling. Well, that, that sounds that sounds terrible. Voice. I don't, but it's just like, oh yeah, Liz, Liz is going to hate this, you know. Just, <laughs> <laughs> warm may not be the right thing, but it just it's 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 you know that's how I react to it. She, yeah, she does, she doesn't bother me as that, that much, and I thought actually I thought she looked a lot better her make her makeup at least was a lot better when she was trying to be um suburban um gymnast i don't know what you want to call her than um than when she's a detective oh hopping yeah. yoga so relaxing a bunch of old people but it's better than hipsters trying to check <laughs> out my ass like who really says that no she, i'm not yeah i'm not saying her 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 act was that great i just thought she looked prettier she looked better well, Somehow. yeah, I was like, wow, she knows how to like, she really, she, she, she really does know how to put makeup on. Oh, okay. I mean, the character, you know, the character, like, right. why doesn't she look like that the rest of the time? I mean, she, she might make a better impression, I thought. So it's just a visual, not an, not an act thing. You're right. She did look better. Why didn't she, why didn't she wear makeup like that all the time? Cause yeah, I don't know. Just seeing her face makes me rage. <laughs> <sighs> oh. So I have to say, one of my favorite things about this show is how real it is in uh, certain aspects. Like, for example, Helena's eating. We know at this point that Helena is mentally disturbed. She was raised horribly and not in a safe environment. And the way she eats is very realistic to somebody 
in the real world like her. Yeah. I loved seeing, this is going to sound so weird, but bear with me. I swear I don't have any weird fetishes here. I loved seeing Sarah P. I did too. I did too, because it seemed like just so normal. And right there with her brother, like, yeah, that's her brother. That's Yeah, and Fee is just, like, ignoring the fact that she's peeing. Yeah, it's like no big deal. Yeah. Yeah, and then he steps in the shit and was pissed off, and it was hilarious. <laughs> it was. But, yeah, I mean, the show is really captures uh, realistic settings like that. And, um, and like, when the Prolethians show up at the Birdwatcher's cabin, and there was the flies everywhere, and correct amount of decomposition, and they're really realistic without being gory and over the top, and I really appreciate that. As long as you're talking about the, the Birdwatcher's cabin, how is it that Daniel find, found that place? He is a Cylon. Hey. Yeah, okay, that's, yeah. Okay, you're right, Janice. That's one of the things that bugged me the most. He has a tracker on somebody. He has to have a tracker on somebody. But who would he have a tracker on? He has a tracker on Mrs. S? I don't know. Because well, he has to, it, it can't be on, it can't be on Kira or Sarah because he wouldn't have bothered going there because they weren't there anymore. So. Yeah, but then he finds them. Like He does, but that I could explain. I mean, that, you know, it, I mean, it's a little... It's, it's a little offbeat, but there is this police report about this missing car, um, this stolen car. Yeah, all right. It, I mean, it's maybe a bit tenuous, but I could at least see some line there. But going up with the bird watchers, there was no link unless the guy who brought Sarah there kind of is, work, is working for Daniel. Otherwise, there's no link. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, I don't know. Or he can just smell them. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's like, you know. Ew. He's got his own superpower or something. I don't know. Something wrong with that man. But I was. But that, yeah, I think, you're right. I mean, you, he is like a silent. He has no. He's just. He's just like without humanity. Ugh, I I dislike him a lot. The way he just goes up and grabs Kira and then you know threatens her and whoa. Yeah, I know. He didn't have any problem grabbing that child and just yeah, or shooting the cop. Oh, no. yeah. And shot him way too cold. many times. He did not have to shoot him that many times. No, he didn't. He really, really didn't. But, yeah, it t- I'm sorry. This episode got points off of me because I didn't see that good of a connection between him being, him going into the store, even getting to that place, going to the store, then getting stopped by the cops, then all of a sudden he's at the... The right cabin. The right, right yeah. the cabin. Out of nowhere. You know, it's yeah, like... No. Something has to be going on. Yeah, that is just too weird for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So, something's happening there, and I don't know what it is. And it. So, do we want to talk about Jennifer Fitzsimmons or Cal first? Well, let's talk about Jennifer Fitzsimmons because I think she'll take less time. Yeah. So Jennifer is another clone, and she has the clone consumption. And she's dead. Yes. That was so heartbreaking. Wasn't that Wasn't awful? It? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then she had to go, then she had to go and... Do the autopsy? The autopsy. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of weird, doing an autopsy and what is kind of like you. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. That's, that's, whoa, that... That was icky. Yeah, but I wouldn't let anybody else do it. Mm, Okay. Uh, I guess, yeah. If it were me and I had the training and somebody was going to cut open my clone, it's going to be me. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's just how I feel about it. And the the polyps in her uterus. Yeah. Now, why does there have the polyps in the uterus? That's kind of kind of creepy. Right. Well, she was infertile. We knew that from her uh-huh. her paperwork. Right. 
So were the were the polyps, did they start in the uterus and spread somewhere else? Was it like a weird cancer that we don't know about yet? Well, I think that's what they were implying because they said the polyps were pretty mature so that they right. that they thought it might have started there in her uterus and then moved to her lungs. Right. But I, what I thought was interesting that there was that they were kind of suggesting that they all could have been fertile. It's just that maybe everyone but Sarah and Elena got, you know, had, has this possible health issue. Whereas right. I assumed there was something more, I don't even know what to call it because I don't know anything about anatomy, but, you know, some other thing. I don't know. I don't know what makes people infertile really, but, um, there's lots of things. Yeah, I know there are lots of things. I just assumed it was kind of something that something that was kind of there from their birth, from right. their conception, maybe, and, right. and not something that seems to be, you know, a kind of condition that wasn't there at birth, but, you know, maybe you have this tendency towards it because of something else in your genes, but why would they, why they introduce that? I thought it was kind of odd. Like, it seemed like they were trying to bring something up there. Yeah. But- like, they were trying to make a point, but... Uh, and I actually missed it. Like, when that happened, I was like, this is new since last time. I forgot about this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. I, I I absolutely agree with you. I had forgotten about that. It's going to be kind of tricky because it's, there, there's all this stuff I know about, about what comes after that I can't comment on. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, something that happened later, and now you're bringing it back to this, like, oh. Okay. Shane, what, Shane, what do you think? Since you're a newbie, what do you think about the clone consumption and the polyps in the uterus? I don't know what to say without saying because I've I've seen I've seen something, but I'm not quite sure. Oh, okay. So you may have been spoiled on something. Yeah, but I'm not quite sure whether it is actually true or not. If that makes sense. No, I uh, I understand what you're saying. Because I've seen I've seen a meme going around, and but I'm not sure if that meme is something that people want to think that's going to be happening in the third season, or maybe not. If that makes right. No, I understand what you're saying. I mean, we are. As far as we're aware, Kira is the Kira is the only child of a clone. Right. Correct. Kira yeah. is the only child of a clone that we are aware of. Yeah. Lynette, what do you think about the polyps in the uterus? What do I think about the polyps in the uterus? Yes. It could be a genetic thing where they're predisposed to this cancer. Sure. Or it could be part of the process that brought them in to this world that gave them the cancer. Or I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure how, what to think about it yet, because because polyps th- that kind of thing is you are genetically predisposed to getting polyps, um, right? And they didn't actually say they were cancer, did they? No, they they think it's autoimmune. Uh, autoimmune, right? So it, okay, um, right, and that is very much a genetic problem. I I don't know. I don't I don't know if why they went so crazy. I mean, it doesn't. They don't usually kill you. I mean, right. getting them into the lungs, traveling to the lungs, I don't know if that can ha- actually happen. You know, I, I don't have enough expertise in the medical field to tell you if the right. polyps in the uterus can actually travel to the lungs. And if, if it is the symptom of an autoimmune disorder, then the polyps can go anywhere. That's true. Because it's the autoimmune disorder yeah, causing it's a polyp. Lymph, yeah, it's a, a lymph problem which goes throughout your whole body. You're right. Yeah. Yes. So I'm curious to see what how that plays out. I felt so bad to watch her watch your sister die. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and I liked the you know we've brought you in on everything. If you uh if you can't handle it, I can handle it. Don't be a bitch. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. And then I liked how that made Delphine happy. She was like, "That's my girl." Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, you know, I really like Delphine now. <laughs> I hope she doesn't turn out to be not a good person. Right. You know, I hope it's not all an act. I love Delphine. Yeah. And I like the, oh, he's her monitor. I sometimes forget you're my monitor. Oh, yeah. That was really sweet, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then Delphine, good. Because I mean, for the science, it's better if you're not gauging everything you say to me. Yeah. I have to say that the Delphine Casino relationship is probably my favorite relationship in any TV show. Oh, I love them a lot. I do, too. They're really sweet. Yeah. Very, very sweet little couple. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope she doesn't turn out to be a bad guy because I think she's a really sweet person. I really, I think she really does want Delphine or Kasima to to make it. So that would be great. Can I just mention that I'm really upset with Sarah this episode? Why? Because she made Fee cry. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't like that. (laughs) Well, I didn't like it either, but I liked seeing that side of Felix. Um, Yes. I think, you know, Felix has been a favorite character in many, many episodes, Um, but it's always because he's comic relief. And in this episode, um, I'm going to say right now, he was, he was, I'm going to choose him as my favorite non-clone character. And it was because he, because he had serious stuff to do, you know. Yeah, yeah. he was really good. He was was really really sad. He was angry with Sarah. He, you know, um, you know, the goodbye scene was just so sad. Um, Yeah. You know, he says, there's no place for me here. I just, ah. I know. I just felt for him so yeah. much. I know. And I the scene of him, so bad. And the scene of him hitchhiking as well. Yeah. Oh, I know. So heart-wrenching. Right. I know. Although when he got into the car, I'm thinking, I hope I hope they're not going to hurt him. I hope they're not, you know. I was like, I swear to God, if that's Daniel. Yes. Oh, I, I didn't. Know. I, knew, I wasn't worried about Daniel. I was worried about Somebody not liking gay people. Oh, yeah. Well, there's that. You know, I actually had that. I actually had that brief thought too. I thought, oh god, that's really dangerous for a gay guy to get in the car that he didn't know. I had that thought too. Oh, that's this is a sad world where we have to think that way, isn't it? Right. So I was so glad to see him in the audience at at Allison's play, you know, musical. Yeah, good. Looks so pretty. Oh. So we meet Kara's daddy. Yeah. Okay, so first question, do we really think he's her daddy? What's going on? Oh, baby, come here. Oh, you okay? Why'd you get scared? I'm sorry, it's just, it's just Carol. He's an old friend. Yeah, well, actually, I'm not. You're okay. Are you my dad? Yes. No, no, no. She looks like him. Mm-hmm. They did pick a and good she, actor to, pay, to to play her her dad if he is her dad, yeah. And they they like they have the same type of hair, uh-huh. and they have similar facial expressions. That could just be good acting, mm-hmm. you know. But I I really think they picked the right person to make us believe that this could easily be Kira's dad because he he looks like her, and I think so because Kara is magical and new is he my dad 
like right off the bat. Like, oh, hi, yeah. Cal. Meet mm-hmm. Dad, right? Yes. Well, the that's hot- what I was, you know, the first time I watched this, I think that's what I thought. I thought, oh, yeah, absolutely, because yeah. Kira says so. I have to say this time, I, you know, when you hear about how much Sarah cons people, I was kind of like, okay, this may not have been her plan, but, you know, Kira, you know, makes this suggestion and Sarah runs with it. No, I really think he is. Okay. Mm. I had no doubt in my mind. Hmm. I I really think he is. Yeah. I really like Sarah's way of dealing with um, emotions and men. Yeah. I do, too. I mean, that's a really solid way to distract a guy. It yeah. really is. <laughs> and uh, she seems to be pretty good at it. Yeah, she seems to be have a, kind of handling well. Remember Paul? Yeah. You know, she, uh, she handled and we got And we got some nice Sarah butt in this episode. Yeah. 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 So, uh, hold on. So yeah, I uh, I like Cal. I think he's a good guy developing drones to repopulate bees <laughs> that now kill people in the Middle East. Right. Yes. I just found the part in my notes that says God, Angie, overact much. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, oh my God. <sighs> And I like Kira's line. I like his beard. <laughs> Me too, baby girl. Me too. So do we think Cal's going to go out of his way to protect Kira now? I think so. Yeah, I, I think yeah. so. Do you think he's going to try and find Sarah Sarah, or just take Kira and run? I don't know. Hmm. Mm. Why are you protecting them at the end of the episode with the gun? See, that's, that goes back to my thing about thinking that there's something about the clones that causes them to have people desperately care about them. Mm. Either that or, and this is going to be kind of crude, Sarah's lady bits are made of magic. Because <laughs> she beds Paul and suddenly Paul's entire life is formed around taking care of her and protecting her. <laughs> She beds Cal, and the next thing, he's got a gun pointed at the Cylon. So, I mean, I think something is happening with her. Well, I had this thought about when she hooked up with Cal that maybe he was supposed to be her watcher, you know, and I don't know. Uh, Maybe he was supposed to be her monitor. Yeah. and So maybe that's how Daniel found them. Well, it could be. It could be. And... I just had that fleeting thought because, you know, she's kind of hard to stick a monitor on because she's a mover. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, and I'm sure he didn't expect her to just up and take him for everything she had, he had, or most everything. Well, $10,000. Right. Quite everything because she, you know, didn't take his credit cards because, you know. Yeah, because she said, I had everything and I didn't take it. Yeah. Because mm. you made it hard. Because you made it hard. So, yeah, I don't know. That could be. This whole thing just makes me think back to how in the heck did that guy get there on the farm? It's just, right? it's just bugging me, you know. 
And, okay, here's the other thing that bothered me. You know, Art, with that picture, where did he get that picture? You know, when he was looking for the, um, whatever they're called, Berlithians, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, what's her name's file? Whose file? Uh, victim that Beth shot. Yeah, um, Matt, what, yeah. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I missed that, I guess. Uh, uh, Mary, Mary Cho? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Oh, that that was in her file? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. Okay. All right. That's explainable then, if if it was actually in there. And so we we also see at the Birdwatcher's house, I forgot about this, Daniel sees the Prolethians cleaning up the mess. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually wrote in my notes, Initiative sees the monks. (laughs) 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 Because I have to... make everything a Buffy reference, apparently. <laughs> That's pretty good. And so, and so uh, Lynette and Shane, I want to know what you think about the line when Mark says to Henrik, so she's gone, we've lost her and the girl. And he says, and Henrik says, well, we have to work with what we are given. Uh-huh. To which Mark responds, Helena? <laughs> And Henrik says yes. So what? What do you think that is? What do you think they're? What is that? Well, I think they're going to make more little Helenas. Yeah. You think they're going to make more little Helenas? Yeah. Because they, I think, so. they, I think they assume because Helena is Sarah's twin, she will be able to reproduce. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And of course, right. we had. I was going to say, we had the. What I was going to call it the wedding at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the wedding. Yeah. yeah. They are. Uh, they are polygamous. A very yeah. creepy wedding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A little creepy, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, usually, and, usually people want to be awake their, during their weddings, you know. Yeah. What was, what, was, what was that? Because Helena had looked a lot better, you know, when she was eating the food that Gracie brought her. Did they drug her so she wouldn't, like, bite? I think so. I think they would drug her when they gave her the food. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. she looked, I mean, she just really looked out of it. And she had looked a lot better earlier, so. I'm still not sure I understand what Gracie's objection is. I I don't know. Um, because the other women seem to be all okay with this. So where Gracie would get an idea that this is not uh, okay, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. She could just be a rebel. Mm-hmm. I think that I mean, there's rebels. Yeah. There's rebels in every society. Yeah. And there's, I mean. Well, I had a creepy thought. Is I'm thinking like incest. Maybe she thinks she's next with daddy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a possibility. Like, I don't see that being because he keeps telling her, like, I know you're not happy about this, but she is going to be a part of the family. And then he marries her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got a question. Do you think she'll break, try, try to break Helena right? Say it again? Do you think she'll try to break Helena right? Hmm. I don't know. My thought, briefly, is that she'd probably try to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> so where was he taking her at the end? Down that creepy hallway. Like, if that did not look like a scene out of a horror movie, some big cowboy-looking dude Mm -hmm. carrying a woman in a wedding dress down a creepy-ass hallway while she's all, like, limp and wet. She looks like Bride of Frankenstein. Right? (laughs) Maybe he's taking... 
if I may be crude. Oh, absolutely. Um, to the bedroom. If you get oh, honey, gift. that wasn't crude. That was very polite. <laughs> you are so British. Can I be crude? To the bedroom. <laughs> or, or, or maybe he's going to go do like he did with the cows. You know. So you think some husbandry is going to happen? A little animal husbandry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. And what did you think about Helena's line? I have my sestra. I don't need your family. I have my sestra. I know. Did she say something about she missed her or something? Yeah. Helena, <laughs> she shot you. <laughs> this is not really reality <laughs> for a little girl. Well, some creepy old dude just married her in front of all of his wives. Yeah, some of them pregnant and things. Oh. It is pretty creepy. So I was, yeah, you so know, what my thought was, I was like, oh my god, please don't have sex with her in front of everybody. Oh yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a little worried about that. Yeah. So, you know, several of the women in that scene were obviously pregnant. So, um, uh, Lynette and, and Shane, if you think, do you think that they're pregnant the natural way or was animal husbandry? I never even get a thought, to be totally honest <laughs> with you. That's why we're here. <laughs> to help you think about creepy things, like... <laughs> Does Heinrich sleep with all of his wives, or does he cattle prod all of them? Well, I'm just... Shane, what is your thought? As I said, I never really give it much thought, because it was such a disgusting thing, and you said, you just said, I'm quite British, so I never even thought of it. Um, <laughs> but now, now, we've, now we've put it on the table. I think Helena's being put on the table. So you think he's going to animal, animal husbandry? Mm. Okay. Okay, so I'm, I'm American and, and a really gross one, apparently. <laughs> my thought is, is he didn't have sex with any of them. He doesn't have sex. You know, I think you got him all pregnant that way. <laughs> because he's really into uh, genetics and doing God's work through science and, uh, you know, just making the best baby he can kind of thing. True, but but the Bible does say that communion between husband and wife is a sacrament and is holy. That's true. And if you are married and you never consummate, then you are not technically married in the eyes of the Lord. Yeah, and it does say there you're supposed to fulfill your wife's wishes or whatever too, right? Yeah, but that could be taken out the garbage. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> the coats, I mean... Um... Reminds, reminds, kind of reminds me of the House on the Prairie, but a really, really sick version. Have you ever looked up the fundamentalist Christian groups or the fundamentalist LDS in Texas? I haven't, no. That's what they look like. Okay. Yeah, it's very, very old-fashioned clothing, very uh, modest clothing, mm. lots of polygamy, lots of young pregnant brides. Oh, lovely. Yeah. yeah. We have a lot of strange things here. That's what happens when your country's like really big. Yeah. Mm. A lot of room to do some crappy crap. Yes. I mean, my state is bigger than your country. Yes. Yeah. That's a really I, scary thought. Yeah, I don't know. Oregon is smaller than England, isn't it? Not by much. Not by much. No, not without, uh, I wouldn't be able to tell you without having a map in front of me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, back to feet crying, because I just found that in my notes. Okay. Yeah. 
Fee is crying because he's not Kira's dad now. Yeah. Now, I know he's always been Uncle Fee, yeah. but the plan was always Sarah and Fee run away and raise Kira together. And I think he's just really sad that the person who actually made Kira isn't him. Because mm-hmm. I think for a long time he's convinced himself that even though he is gay and probably would never touch Sarah with a 10-foot pole, especially not in that respect, Kira is somehow the product of him and Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really... And, and, and now to see definitive proof that she is not, that poor boy's heart just broke. Yeah, because he's always depended on being the rescuer and going to be the, yeah. the male uh, parent figure. And here that's just like, he finally got that. He finally got that because she's been promising that forever and ever, right? And he fi- yep. they finally are on their way to, to do exactly that, and it gets ripped right out of his, his hands again. And it's just it's heartbreaking to see that. And I love how much he was like, Allison needs me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you're not my only sister anymore. Yeah. And Allison on the phone with Kasima. I know. That was... Hilarious. You definitely can't trust Delphine. I have another monitor. They know that I know that Donnie is my monitor, and they sent another one. <laughs> I'm being double monitored. Yeah, you're not the one being double monitored. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's got her hand in a clone. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And, I, and I, have my, I have my musical, Oh, Right, Your Play. Don't give me that attitude. <laughs> I know. Listen, break a leg or whatever, and I'll call you tomorrow. Unless Delphine black bags you and puts you in a rabbit cage, then I'll never see you again. Click. I know. I love it. I love it. And then, oh, and then of course, it. she breaks her leg. Yes. And her face, possibly. It looks like her hand. Yeah. And yeah. her pride. You know, you know why I love Allison? Because she's such a train wreck. And my life was like that, too. I, I could have been Allison if I was cuter. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> You know, just doing all these things that just end up in disaster, you know. Like here she's trying to maintain control through this whole play thing and just drinking herself to get right into a, you know, a coma. And it's just, I don't know, just watching her, I'm going like, yeah, that's like how I felt about Deb when I first met her. It's like, yeah, I can really relate to Deb because I know that, I know that thinking. <laughs> and that song, how on the nose was that song? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my notes are, oh, God, what have I done? Oh, damn, right off the stage. Yeah, oh, God, what have I done? Bomb. <laughs> oh. And then and then Art at the Prolethean's house. Yeah. Taking the pictures. Oh. Hey, I'll tell you one thing I did like seeing, Art in some, beside the suit. Because, hey, I thought yeah, he, was a lot, he was a lot heavier than that. He's not. No, he's he's very nicely proportioned. Yeah. That was and good to see him into something else. The other thing about art was you do see pictures of his, what you presume are his kids on the wall of his apartment. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. had been talking about what his marital status was, and it seems to be divorced with a couple kids. Yeah. Because apparently being a cop is hard on relationships. Mm. There's a lot of divorce, I hear. There is. So is there anything else specific that you guys wanted to bring up for this episode? <laughs> uh, cliffhanger, Yeah. Yeah. Cliffhanger. What's going to happen next? We do have the the title is taken from part of a quote by Francis Bacon, the new Organin. Is that right? 
or gaining or true directions concerning the interpretation of nature, published in 1620. Yeah. Francis, uh, so Francis Bacon is a wordy mother, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you could say that word, you know. <laughs> I, I know, but I'm trying to. Okay. And the okay. full, okay, the full quote is, because here it goes with the wordy mother, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and the human understanding is like a false mirror, which receiving rays irregularly distorts and discolors the nature of things by mingling its own nature with it. Huh. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, Sir Francis Bacon was a was a wordy guy. Yeah. Oh, a whole lot of extra words in there. But that's okay. He should have been a poet. <laughs> so what do you think? He, he was. Mingling its own nature. <laughs> what does mingling its own nature mean? I think he's talking about how what we see, we interpret by our own experiences and our own perceptions. So once one person's experience is not going to be another person's, one person's interpretation of an event isn't going to be the same as another person's interpretation of an event. Okay. Does that sound right? Okay. I think it means that Helene is being impregnated with a Perlethian. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's more simple like that. And maybe that's what the initiative wants, too. They want to make, they want to study Sarah and um, Kira, and they want to make Kira breed again. Hey, that's a kid. I'm sorry, I meant breed Sarah. Did I say breed Kira? Yeah, you said Kira. Sorry, my husband walked by and was dancing. (laughs) That's very possible. Yeah, so car crash. Sarah has to drive. Uh And then truck, bam. Smash. Oh, wow. Do you think that's but what it hit? It hit the Cylon side. I know. So if he's still alive next week and like part of him is glowing red, I think we'll know. <laughs> yeah. His, his skin flight pulled back and you see all the inner workings of his mechanical arm. Right? Yeah. So for those of you who are listening and don't understand the Cylon references, uh, go watch Battlestar Galactica. We'll wait. <laughs> Um, it is a great, great piece of sci-fi television. Um, and it explains Cylons. And well, you'll understand why we call this guy the Cylon. Yes. And then you, too, will call him a Cylon. So, you know, you always reference him as a, the initiative. I always feel like he's like Wolfman in heart. Yeah. But see, in my head, they're kind of the same thing in this, like... Yeah, because Dyad, Dyad is so big. They have the initiativeness, mm-hmm. but they also have the Wolfram and Hart to like cover up the initiative. Initiativeness. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you are. You're right about that. And for those who don't and, know, those are all Buffy references. Yeah, those are Buffy <laughs> and Angel references. Please feel free to go watch that. We will wait for that as well. <laughs> And Buffy and Angel are on Netflix and will stay on Netflix. Oh, they are going to leave it on there? Yeah, because apparently you don't get to screw with the Whedon family. Uh, no, you do not. Uh, Only in America. So, for those of you who are unaware, uh, Buffy, Angel, and Firefly, and I'm going to guess Dollhouse, were, were supposed to be taking off of Netflix on April 1st. And the the weed knights of the world united signed a petition, and Netflix was like, "Oh shit, okay, fine, you can have it forever," within like forty eight hours. Yeah, well, good move. So, 
Buffy, Angel, and Firefly are not going anywhere. All right. Only um, Angel's not on Netflix in the UK. Um, is it still is this still running on Hulu though? There. I don't know. It's on Amazon. Uh, um, Amazon Prime. Okay. You know, it, it on runs on yeah. It runs on Hulu Plus and or Hulu, and then it runs there uh, advertisement free. Angel. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, fancy. At least, at least it did last year when I watched it there, but it did for a long time. Okay. So. Anyway, wow, lots of stuff. So that's happened. your that's your homework. Hey, and who did we miss on this episode? Who was not in this one? Mrs. S. That's yeah. right. But you got talked about. She makes tea. Yeah. She makes tea. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't murder people in cold, hard blood, does she? But apparently she does because she did not flinch. No. Not a muscle. She didn't go <clears throat> or anything afterwards. She was like, that's nope, okay. No, but I also feel like that's because she's a mama bear and she was taking care of her cubs. Could be. Mm. Could be. Like she said to Sarah, and I totally believe this, I'm on your side, chicken. It's always been your side. Yeah. Yeah, but but I don't, I, don't, I found that a little bit um, disturbing because I'm not sure I agree with that. I think it's she's on Kira's side. I think I think you don't uproot your entire life and move to an entire another country if you're not on the side of the little girl you're protecting. Well, that's certainly true that, you know, before before Kira was born, that she would have been on um, Sarah's side. But I think once Kira was born and Sarah, Sarah started um, acting irresponsibly, I think her, I think her, her um, you know, she was, she was trying, you know, her, if it was Kira or Sarah, she was going to take care of Kira. And if Sarah seemed to be dragging, Sarah's, you know, life seemed to be dragging Kira down, Mrs. S was going to take take that. Take yeah, but action. if you, but Mrs. S knows a lot more than she's ever let on. And I think taking care of Kira is taking care of Sarah. Okay. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. That's a really good point. So, and there's actually, um, the comics came out. The first uh, issue of the Orphan Black comic came out. Oh. Um, it's titled Sarah. It is non-spoilery. Um, and I have a question for our listeners. If you could respond either on the Facebook page or to our email, clonedancepartyintrocast at gmail.com, would you like me to do a short segment as each issue comes out talking about the comic? Yeah. If if enough of you would like that, I would definitely be more than happy to do it. If you guys don't want to hear me talk anymore, then that's fine, too. No. So uh, the first issue is out, um, and it's it's really interesting. It gives background on each of the characters. The next one out is Helena. So I think I'm going to order – I think I'm going to get, like, 100 of those and send them to Janice. (laughs) Just frame them all so she can just hang them all over her house. (laughs) Helena everywhere. Do you know if those uh, comics are coming over here to the UK? I don't know. But if we find out how much shipping is, uh, we can work something out. Do you know who's actually producing them? Or the, is it Dark Horse? Or I don't have it in front of me. Okay. We'll find out who it is, because then you can order online, I think. Yeah, you might be able to order online. All right, so should we do quotes first? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Shane. 
Uh, well, you've actually said my two quotes already this episode. Um, um, but uh, what's my piece of paper that I had? I've lost my piece of paper. Um, uh, I, I've lost my piece of paper. I'm going to have to let Lynette go first, I'm afraid. Oh, all right. Well, let's see. I don't think I have the whole quote, but it's when Fee is talking with Sarah and he goes, I have to go. Allison needs me now. I don't think I, uh, yeah. I, don't think I got the whole thing right, but he was like, oh, Fee. All right, uh, Janice. Okay, this is about the same time as that quote. Um, he's um, Felix is talking to Sarah, and he's complaining that she would never, she didn't, um, she always said she didn't know who the, who Kira's father was. And he said, you let me narrow it down to Ziggy the drummer and that guy that you met in Orange County at that bar. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Only a brother would go that in depth. Yeah. <laughs> I like Ziggy the drummer. <laughs> yes. I think we've all experienced Ziggy the drummer. <laughs> or at least some version of it. Some version of it. Um, Shane? Um, no, I've actually lost it. I'm sorry. Well, make one up. Make one up. Uh, do you remember what the quote was or the beginning of it? It was the it, uh, it was the one with um, um, Delphine and uh, Sima. Uh, oh, the you bitch. Yeah, that one there. That's a good one. Uh, let us know uh, if you can't handle it. Shut up, you bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um. All right, I am going to go with. Unless Delphine black bags you and puts you in a rabbit cage, then I'll never see you again. That was that was my quote because I just I just love that because that was just so Allison. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, so Shane, your favorite scene it has to be the one with Cosima and can't remember the name now. Top of my head. Delphine. Delphine. Thank you. Sorry, it's, it's one o'clock in the morning here. My brain's fried. Uh, uh, when they're watching the video. Yeah, and, that's uh, a really sweet scene. Yeah, and uh, Delphine just sits down next to Seema. Or Seema sits down next to... Yeah, in the, that one there. And the, she hands a cup of coffee or a cup of tea over. Uh, Lynette? I'm split between the one with Fee and Sarah where Fee is crying. And, okay. And the one... or the, actually, It's actually two scenes, I believe, with uh, Allison and Angie. No, I love it when she like, point, pokes her in the chest and like, yeah, that's a good one. I like that part. <laughs> you stay away from me. Okay. Um, my favorite, my favorite scene, as I said, is the scene where Felix is saying goodbye to Sarah. Um, he's just so heartbroken. You know, he says, "There's no room for me here." I just, I was just so sad for him. Yeah. It was, and it was good to see, you know, the actor play a different side. He's always, he's always the comic relief. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. I'm going to go with the opening scene where Sarah and Felix are talking out in the field um, because I just, I love their sibling-y moments like that. Um, and they were talking about Mrs. S. She makes tea and watches birds. She doesn't shoot people. And Sarah's peeing and Fee's all upset because he stepped in poop and Kira's laughing. And it was like the last kind of happy moment the three of them had before everything happened. And I really like that. Favorite clone and non-clone. Shane. My favorite, well, I was going to say my favorite non-clone. Can I turn it around and say my least favorite 
non-clone has to be um, DeAngelis. And yes, you can do that. I love how much I hate her. Me too. Yeah, she's fun to hate. <laughs> yeah, I love having someone to hate, which is so weird. Yeah, and uh, my favorite uh, clone has to be um, Cosima. It's Cosima almost every episode. There's something about her that I absolutely I love. No, she's she's amazing. Mm. All right, Lynette. Well, my favorite non-clone was Felix in this one because, hey, he really rocked. Just like yeah. what Janice said, he really got to act and he just, he yeah, I really felt for him. Going off to, hi- to hijack, <laughs> going off to hitchhike there all by himself. And he looked good doing it, too. He did look good doing it. You're right. He did look good doing it. He's adorable always. And my favorite clone, hmm. Gosh, I can't say it was my favorite, but I really was very intrigued with the new edition of the dying one. What is her name, Jennifer? Right. Yeah. So I think I'll go with her as my favorite this time. Okay. Mm-hmm. That girl can, boy, she can play so many different characters, can't she? Yeah. She, she's amazing. Yeah. All right, Janice? Okay. I, as I said earlier, my favorite non-clone was Felix. And I, I don't have a strong feeling about favorite clone. I mean, I didn't like Sarah in this episode. You know, you're reminded that how much of a, you know, con artist she is a lot in this. I'm never quite sure whether she was sleeping with Cal because she, I'm sure she wanted to, but whether it was like a part, part of like bringing him along and Allison was pill popping and I never liked Helena. So I guess I'll go with Kasima. <laughs> and one, one of the things we didn't discuss is how, you know, she and, um, the scene where she and Delphine are coming into Leaky's office and she's looking yeah. at Leaky's stuff and she wants to, can't remember whether she wants to put an eel or something in electric eel in in his. Yeah, one. she wants to be put an electric eel in his like tube. Great Scott. Yes, and then he does it. Kind of does. Yeah, he does this. She does this kind of sounded to me like Sean Connery. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, imitation. So I guess I'll go with Kasima for this episode as my favorite clone. That was pretty I good. For, I forgot to mention how much because he wasn't in the in the episode. I forgot to mention how much I love Matt Fuhrer. Ah, <sighs> Matt Fuhrer. He is always a crazy scientist. Mm-hmm. And he's a good crazy scientist. As soon as I saw him way back in the middle of season one, I thought, my God. Ah! I, <laughs> love, I love him. And of course, one of my notes was originally, oh, he's going to die by the end of season one. <laughs> <laughs> he hung on. My favorite non-clone is Cal because I like meeting new characters that aren't DeAngelis. I know I pick Sarah a lot, but I just, I really like Sarah and I'm going to have to go with Sarah as my favorite clone because you never really know where she stands and she's the, she's the shiftiest of everybody and I just, I really like her. All right. So rating, Shane. Oh, uh, this has to be right up there. I mean, just the cliffhanger alone puts it up. A couple of points for me. So I'm going to have to give this... I can't give it a 10, because I, I rated the final episode of season one a 10, and I can't... It doesn't quite get to that level, so I can't quite give it a 10. I'm going to have to give it a 9.5. Okay. Poops in the middle of a field. Yes. <laughs> Very nice. Lynette? Well, you know, I usually rate it pretty high, and for because of that, because they always have such such a high standard. I have to really drop this down to an 8.5 for me. And only because it's an 8.5 giant fee crocodile tears. And the reason it's an 8.5 is I'm having a lot of trouble. They're making it way too hard on the Daniel thing and how he keeps connecting. 
And it finding it right. very frustrating for me. I really felt very disjointed and fractured, that whole him getting from one place to one place to one place. So I, it dropped down to 8.5. I'll probably have to change it after I figure out why he could do that. But for now, it's frustrating me. So, All right, Janice? I'm going to rate this episode 9 out of 10 Shakira-haired look-alike. <laughs> very nice, very nice. It was great. There was a lot of tension. All four of the clones kind of, I think, had pretty solid stories. A lot happened. It was interesting. Sometimes it was creepy, but it was always interesting and, and always things moving forward. Uh, opportunities for great acting. I'm knocking it down for Daniel as well, but not quite as as much as um, Lynette. I wasn't even sure why he needed to be at the bird watcher's house to begin with. Um, yeah. And, and and like you said, he, I could kind of make sense of him, like coming to the general store, ending up there. I, I think, you know, stuff might have been on the police radio or reports. He might be able to find that stuff. It, it was still a little too quick, but kind of connect that. But the bird watcher's house was just, there was just no yeah. reason for that. Just seemed like unnecessary filler and not very... Well, and I don't expect them to, you know, make me happy all the time because the part of a good show is that you're not happy all the time. Right. You know, but this is, I think they're carrying this piece a little too far for my little brain, and I need them to kind of start putting that together, I think, why he is able to find people so quickly. Because now it just looks like random scenes, and all of a sudden he's here, and he's there, and he's there. And like she said, why was he at the Birdwatch's place? Yeah. Okay, Liz, what did you think? All right, I am going to give it nine stolen candy wrappers Ooh. Uh, out of ten. I feel like we learned a lot in this episode, and I feel like it's setting up a lot for the next episodes, and I like that. So, yeah, I really like this episode. This is just, the, I think we learned so much, and I think there's a lot of foreshadowing in this episode, which always makes me really happy. All right, so Janice, do you want to read the feedback? Sure. Hey, guys. I absolutely hate it when people use kids to shoplift because I worked in retail and saw it too much. However, this was pretty smart and they paid for part of it. So we have another clone, Jennifer, a teacher. Things aren't looking good for Cosima. At least Helena is getting fed. Why did Kira ask if Cal was her dad? How did she know? There was definitely something different about her. I was really glad that Felix went back to help Allison. I felt like she was the most alone, except Helena, I guess but she's used to being alone. Allison needed him. She's such a control freak and has no control over everything at the moment, over anything at the moment. If she had the support that Sarah and Cosima have, she may not have spiraled so far. I have no idea what is going on with the crazy religious cult and Helena. Were they keeping her drugged? Is that why she could barely sit up? And lastly, that was a very timely car crash. Favorite clone, Sarah. Favorite non-clone, I think I liked Cal. Until next time, Heidi. Heidi, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see, then Cabin Country. Hey, Sarah and Felix are in my neck of the woods for real now. Donnie. Oh, Donnie. Morning is my best time of day. Ew. <laughs> Elena eating is such fun. She trusts Grace, even though Grace is so cruel. I know she trusts her because she offered to share a chicken leg. Oh, Sarah, that's a mean way to tell someone they are a dad. Also, Cal is the new Dario from Game of Thrones. Felix is jealous of Cal. It's a strange dynamic, but real. He is so dependent on Sarah and Kira. He gives up everything he cares for them and then just feels betrayed by Sarah when she doesn't confide in him and doesn't need him. Felix looks like a little boy lost when hitching away. 
By the way, hitching is a lot more common in Canada and seen as safer. I love how Allison is bolder when she realizes Angie is a cop, not from Diad. I love her. Love her paranoia. Sarah loves jumping into bed with guys. I think Cal is the first guy she really cared about first. No judgment. Farm dad is still creepy. Ugh. Add extra wives into a cult and it just gets extra creepy. Holy smokes. Prolethean guy shot a cop and got Sarah. But Cal's first concern is Kira, so I think I like him. Oh, snap. Crash. Can't wait for next week. Nichus. And then from Harold Wallen. This week finds our clones at all-time lows. The lowest is our newest clone, Jennifer Fitzsimmons, who has died before the Diet Institute could find a cure. What an incredible scene as Cosima has to examine a future version of herself while conducting the autopsy. Poor Helena. I assume she has everyone's sympathy by now as she has been liberated from Tomas, only to be drugged by her new family, married to the cult leader, and carried into the barn to be part of some animal husbandry project. Oh, God, it is too horrible to contemplate. Plus, drunk Allison making a public spectacle of herself, and Sarah, separated from Kira and in a car wreck. Oh, it has been a horrible, no good, very bad day. At least we can always laugh at the memory of Felix stepping into a cow pie. Things have to get better next week, don't they? So thank you all for the feedback. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you for all of you who listened to our episode that we put out last week. We really appreciate all the love and, and everything you guys have been sending us for keeping going with us. So thank you. Yes, thanks very much. And I would like to thank Lynette for editing the last episode oh. um, and for and for Nutty helping me figure out how to make the Internet work. So, yeah, uh, thank you guys again. You guys are the best uh, listeners out there, and we love having you in our community, and we love seeing you on our Facebook page and getting feedback from you guys and uh, we hope it continues and those of you who are listening who have not sent us feedback send us something drop us a line tell us hello let us know you're there join our facebook page we want to know you're there and we want to reach out to you we're a fun little community over here so come play with us yay yay (laughs) all right and um, i think that's it for tonight so thank you so much shane and tell us about your podcast one more time it's the uh, In the Village of Prisoner intro cast. You can find it on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, uh, Podbean, all the usual film places. Thank you. Shane, you were a blast. We're so happy you're here. And uh, we hope you continue to send in feedback for episodes you're not on. I definitely would do. I definitely would do. Part, it, I have to say, it's, part, it's now, what, one fifteen in the morning over here? Yes, yes. And... Part of me actually doesn't want to go to bed. Part of me actually wants to stay up and actually watch episode four. Go to bed. (laughs) You have all day tomorrow, okay? Yes. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Good night. Good night. Night. Bye. Bye. Bye.